0: hi guys welcome to the how do you Health podcast we are live in the dr uh it's interesting because we've been doing our road trips allison and i for a while and always filming one single at least one podcast
1: usually by ourselves
0: usually by ourselves but this is the first time that we have a guest one of our favorite people in the world dasha maxima
1: yeah
2: well done. I forgot well to done. ask you about you last year, <laughs> and I was like, I think I got it. Like, um, like but, Scarlet Witch, yeah. Wanda. Yeah,
0: but she's a, she's the next um, managing manager consultant turned biohacker because she wanted to find her own health journey, because of many different reasons, which we're about to get into, and uh, now she's one of my favorite biohackers, female biohacker, which there aren't very many of out there.
1: There's a lot of women who are trying to figure it out for women right now correct which yeah. is
0: fantastic so we're at the dr at her place she's been an incredible host she'll host you just call her, call her. Uh, come on down and uh, uh and i don't know we've been having a blast and i'm excited to talk about all the things health and business and wellness and uh, what you've been up to but uh yeah, let's get the party started. I'm Tex Yogi. We have Allison and we have Aaron as well too. Aaron joining us for like the third time ever. <laughs> yeah,
3: it uh, <but laughs> so, like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so let's do this. You wanna?
1: Uh, well, Dasha said I needed to start the show off with some uh, vortexing of water, so I'm gonna do this for the people watching on YouTube. Go subscribe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's
4: how
0: you plug. Actually, you, want, you, you wanna do the little uh, uh, play-by-play? Of what's going on here?
4: Sure. So. This thing in the middle hi guys i'm dasha uh, so this thing in the middle right here is called a vme a vortex magnetic energizer um, and it was created by randy hatton i think it is who's been a water researcher for two decades uh, kind of 20 30 years um, in the middle there's a couple of magnets and basically if you were able to see this it's like that science experiment that you had when you when we were kids right it's spinning it and it's vortexing it It's two
1: glass water bottles with their lids next to each other and the thing in the middle is connecting them together so the water flows between it and that's where the magnets are. And then there's a copper ring that also is involved somehow. Yeah,
4: so these two bottles are just regular water, like glass water bottles. Uh, It doesn't matter what type of water bottles they are as long as they have the threads because this thing in the middle will just attach to both threads. And so when you spin it, Basically what it does, what Randy has found it to do, is clear the memory of water. So we know that water has memory. We know, for example, if you have two different stacks of water or jugs of water, one that has negative words next to it, one that has positive words of affirmation next to it, we know that the, the one with positive words of affirmation is more alive. right? So if you put that water on plants, the plants will grow better. right? Um, and so this is what the, this vortex is doing. It's removing the, the negative memory of water. Chug, 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 chug. Yeah. It's removing the negative memory of water and then kind of, you know how like in Men in Black, it does that zing and it yeah. removes all that, that, that stuff. Um, so that's what it's doing. So rather than having the negative memory of going through, the pipes that are all right angles or going or being in a plastic hot water bottle or things like that, now that water is clear and it doesn't have that negative memory. So you can add trace minerals to it. You can add a positive affirmation. You can add nice things to it to therefore make it more alive. Um, And you can start structuring it and things like that. So I just recently kind of happened upon it and people and of, I don't know, five experiment, I guess. Um, most people say that the water tastes a little softer. I don't know if that's...
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, well, there's that? a whole thing about, like, restructuring of water, right? Like, yeah. the way, you know, the way they teach it to you in elementary school is that water is a bunch of H2O molecules. But what actually happens is those H's and those O's all bounce around and create these huge clumps in the water. And that's a natural thing. It's, mm-hmm. It has to do with the minor magnetism of the particles. But... Research has found that if you're able to break up those chunks into smaller sections of actual H2O, it's easier for the body to absorb. So even from like a science perspective, it makes sense that metals and things reacting with the water would help to chip away at that. Mm-hmm. And and it's easier to absorb in that sense, too. So I, I, I do think it's delicious. <laughs> but... <laughs> and, that, and that's just great. one of the
0: main things that you'll find at the health house because that's <laughs> what you call your place yeah yeah. And, yeah. I, and i love it i was like we we, we weren't sure if we were at we're, when we were finding your place we weren't sure if this was the spot because google maps is always weird
2: yeah
0: um but we saw health house and that's why i texted you I was like well we're in this in front of this <laughs> place called health house i'm pretty sure this is your house this
4: is
2: probably
4: it <laughs> yeah no i um Yeah, we called it, so the place that I live in is in northern Dominican Republic, Cabarete, but then the location is Encuentro, which Encuentro means like a place of encountering, actually, Mm -hmm. so it's Encuentro Health House, so it's like the house where you encounter health. It's nice. kind of how we thought this about a, it.
1: This is totally a biohacker's house. So you've got an ice bath coming <laughs> next week. Red light above us. We're vortexing water. We had another red light that just died or else that was going to be on the show too. <laughs> yeah,
4: most of the people who come by and I like open up my supplement cabinet. They're like, what is going on here? Because it's the place that we're at is very kind of nature-oriented and yoga and wellness, but not supplements. And so what's, what's interesting is actually... That's one thing that I wanted to say. I think it's so interesting, because I was living in London, living the go, go, go lifestyle, and I needed all those supplements. And I think I still need them. But then when I come down to a place like this, and I unwind, and I slow everything down, and I'm eating more natural foods, and I'm eating, like, you've had bananas like all of you guys have been had bananas for a boyfriend
1: literally chopped down like a thing (laughs) of bananas when we got here and it's still sitting outside just as as they each ripen and someone pulls it off as we go go. (laughs) whoever wants a snack it's amazing
4: yeah Yeah. but like that's right from the source right like literally farm to table (laughs)
1: literally
4: (laughs) it hasn't traveled across
3: seas and land and all of that so it's it's in its purest form it hasn't lost all those nutrients that seem to happen when it reaches us on our plate, yeah.
0: Well, I usually don't eat bananas. I think that they're too sweet, but mm. these aren't too sweet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they look pretty much exactly the same as all the other bananas that I've ever eaten, maybe a little bit smaller, because yeah. I don't know what they pump them up with. And normally, like if you go to Whole Foods or H-E-B, they're just humongous and they're beautiful, but I'm just thinking, like, yeah. it's and preservative. It's, it's way too much sugar for me. Yeah. Know? I just, I can't it,
4: it. It's also, I find that it's because we're closer to the equator here too. Right. So I did a, a test for myself with the CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, um, which I'm sure you guys have all tried. Right. Um, so it's that uh, for two weeks, you have something that's measuring your glucose levels. And I ate a banana up in Boston, which is where I'm from. And then a week later, I came down here. Same thing. Right. Um, same time of day. Same. So sorry. No, it was two weeks later. So my my cycle was different. So that may have affected it as well but my blood like my gl- blood glucose level spikes were completely different. It was much lower here, which I would attribute to the fact that I'm closer to the sun, I'm grounding, I'm swimming, I'm always outside. So therefore I can take on more of the fruits right. and not be as affected.
1: Yeah, that says that says something about just overall stress load on the body, right? Like not just mental stress or work stress, but physical stress yeah. and ambient stress, you know, down here, there's not very much Wi-Fi, things like that. So there's, there's only so many things the body can handle at once. And in a lot of places in America or Europe, it's like, you're constantly around all of this Wi-Fi, and you're stressed because of work and it's the go, go, go lifestyle and you're not getting outside enough. So those are already stressors. Mm. And then when you eat sugar or you eat gluten or something, your body just freaks out. Cause that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, Erin, you were saying you were feeling great on the food down here too. Yeah, yeah. I mean
3: like normally I bloat or I just feel kind of sluggish when I eat a lot of things, but I mean I had a chocolate croissant the other day and I'm just like usually I'd have a stomach ache within ten minutes of eating that and I felt great. I mean, even the fruits and stuff, just it's that lack of preservative that straight yeah. from the source, like somebody probably picked it within a mile of where we're at. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you
0: find that experience from people when they travel, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I go to Italy, and I can eat all the bread, and nothing happens, and, like, oh, yeah. and they're just so surprised by that, but, um, but at the same time, even the habits are different, right? Because you go to this one store and pick up all the things, as opposed to in most places. Mm. Even in a place like Italy, you have to go to three or four or five places to mm. get all the things that you need.
4: Oh, yeah, and that was a change, too, for me down here. Like, I'm used to going to a grocery store, and that's that, versus here, you go to the farmer, you go to the, the, you know, the guy brings your milk here. The you have fish the fish monger. delivery guy bring you a tuna. <laughs> yeah. that the was nice juice guy. That was great. Oh, yeah. Juice <laughs> bite guy. So today, so today we're driving, we're driving to go get some food. And one problem that is down here is people don't, you know, don't have the same idea about plastic or styrofoam or things like that. So we've started bringing a mug or bringing a glass in the car. Um, for fun occasions, <laughs> like when you're driving down the street and then all of a sudden the fruit juice man fruit stops juice you, man. fruit that's juice not man not right. <laughs> stops you and he's like, Hey, do you want lemon juice or tamarind juice or whatever it is? And so today we stopped him or he stopped us, I guess, um, gave him a, a mug and you've got fresh squeezed. Woo! Oh! that's the wind. Uh, fresh we have the windows open juice. here.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. So I want to get into the story. First of all, the way that we met you is that uh, you were working at that time for Health uh, Optimization Summit. Yep. And I guess, I don't know, were you guys traveling at the time? Like just, or or do, I guess, researching who you were going to invite to the conference? Because we met at Paleo FX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was during Paleo FX season. Yep. And then you guys were down there, probably also interviewing people that were going to come to the conference and whatnot, yep. right? Yeah. So and so that's how we met you. But like that was also the start of your health journey, or had started had right started before, before, that?
4: before? Yeah, I've had a bit of like a winding journey. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people in this space probably have as well. Um, the short version is, I. I mean, we got
0: time. We can go for the long version.
4: Long version.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Don't go longer. laughs> um, it's up to you, though.
4: <laughs> so the medium version is. Um I I was a management consultant for ages, for nine years. Um, had an ulcer when I was twenty three because of stress. Uh, decided that I didn't want to go the, the kind of the western route, went to India, was thinking of about becoming an Ayurvedic doctor, which was great. Um figured out that I could cure that ulcer with food and um ended up not going to the Ayurvedic doctor route because I was 20, you know, in my mid 20s at the time, they said that I needed to study for seven years. I didn't have the patience or the desire to do that, I guess. Um, But I always had an interest in plants and like an understanding of them. And um, I went back to management consulting, uh, kept on that stressful lifestyle. It was a little bit of, you know, you need to prove to yourself that you can do it and like succeed in corporate America and I got this and check me out and all that. and and I did. It was wonderful. But I got bored. I got really, really bored. And the stress kept on piling on. Um, and so I decided not to leave to get my MBA, but instead to get my master's in neuroscience. Um, because I figured if I'm going to switch over from that kind of lucrative career, I might as well go into something that is not gonna, I'm not going to get bored with. And the brain to me is fascinating. I mean, we remember our grandmother's house, like the smell of our grandmother's house, but not what we ate on Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? How is that working? We don't know, and still don't know, and probably won't know for a while. You know. And so to me, I wanted to go back, study the brain, especially because I had already had a number of brain injuries. Um, I had one when I was 18, we had a car accident, and then I pushed myself with sports, um, skiing, mountain biking, wakeboarding, um, kiteboarding. Um, and then when I was doing my masters, I fell the last time, um, salsa dancing and the guy kind of, we were spinning, I'm not, it's not a blame game, but the guy dropped me, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I got dropped or I fell, whatever you want to say. Um, and I hit my left occiput, which was, that was probably the, the turning point for me in figuring out my health because I was somebody who very much identified with I am my brain. I am a smart person. I am somebody who thinks quickly, and I can figure this out and pull everything together, right? And all of a sudden... Definitely, we can tell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and all of a sudden, I don't have my brain. I can't remember what I read yesterday. I have fatigue. I have depression. I you know, have a 10-minute conversation. I'm like, I'm spent. I can't be here. So for me, that became that kind of hero's journey of, well, if I no longer am identifying with my brain, what am I? What am I? Who am I? So I went through the Western medical system, went to Russian doctors, because I'm originally from Russia, um, went the homeopathic route, craniosacral. I mean, you name all the different modalities that many of us as biohackers probably know of. Um, And I figured that the only person who's going to have to live with this the longest is me, you know, it's not going to be the experts who have the white lab coats and all the degrees, it's me. And so even if all the lab tests say you're fine, I know that my experience of this life is not fine. I know the headaches, I know the exhaustion, I know the depression is not fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that led me to also look at my hormones, led me to realize that my HPA axis was completely Kind of messed up, which is an interesting point with respect to women's health because the brain injury caused me to start looking further into women's health. And my mother, she has breast cancer, has had breast cancer and thyroid cancer. So that was a path that for me was also, you know, hey, watch out. Genetically, you could go down that pathway. And so I guess full circle is now I'm working with women, um, bringing women down here biohacking retreats, um, to really say, okay, let's look at your labs, let's figure out what's going on under the surface, and let's figure out that N of 1 for you. Because what we were saying before, women's biohacking is completely different.
1: Yeah, the, the biggest issue as a woman who watched the biohacking thing kind of happen was it was all written by men. And I tried every, like, Dave Asprey, like, plan. Whoever wrote anything, I probably tried it at some point. Keto, all these different things. And um, a lot of it was really shit for me. Like, there were definitely good things and things that I learned, but I couldn't maintain any of them. And I was really frustrated with myself because I'm usually good at sticking to things. But it doesn't really acknowledge the cyclical nature of being a woman, and especially if you're a female in childbearing years. Like... You need to actually pay attention to those cycles, and it's kind of disregarded in most biohacking right now because it's mainly been written by men. Yep. And that's not like an, an, a judgment, it's just it needs to be different, and there weren't women also trying to figure that out at the same time as the men were. So now we just need to figure it out for us. <laughs>
4: yeah, and I, I always say to people, it's not, it, this is not, you know, blaming anybody, it's just an interest, it's just how history has been. So that doesn't mean that that's how history, how the future needs to continue, right? We research, if I was a researcher, I would say the same thing. I get grant money, I need a big population. I'm not gonna specifically go immediately to a narrow population of women between the ages of 30 to 40 who have PCOS, right? I'm gonna go full spectrum, men and women between 30 and 40, and then go smaller and smaller and smaller, which therefore is why I think research the way that research has been done is just not the path forward the path forward is citizen science with wearables with guys like you guys in your clinic you know who is who has the data who ha- who can say all right we've had so many clients and we've seen how these things change over time
0: yeah yeah and i think that uh, i want to rewind that a little bit because i think that that message is also very important of 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 uh, putting it out there that like hey most of the research is has has been done in, in men uh, same thing that most business practices you know you being tired of that is it, a very masculine energy that for a female even though they can play in that part it's not a natural it's also very wearing of you, of Mm -hmm. your psyche and your body, right? We talked about this with Kristen White, so right, she used to also be in the business world, and she's like, I could hang with all the men and like take all the shots and stay up all night and like, and beat all of them. But Mm -hmm. it's like, it's just not who I am. Like I I can be that because I can see it and I can play a better game than them even, right? But it's, it's, but for so many, it's still, I've read this, and that's why I'm trying that, Mm. and for females, that's like, well, let's not, you cannot start with just that message, because, well, what was the research, who was the research done on, like, you know, but it goes with everything with research, right, because who's sponsoring that research, and like.
3: Yeah, what's the agenda underneath the research? So when you're looking at it, we're looking more into a case study versus a large study it's like you're looking individually, building from that, and then developing based all on that, which is really cool. Yeah. In how you're, you're structuring that.
4: Yeah. And I think the time is right, right yeah. now, right? Like <clears throat> 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we didn't have...
3: Oh, I can, I can guarantee you we didn't. Infra- 10 years ago, I was doing this. <laughs> yeah. We didn't
4: have the wearables, right? Yeah. I mean, the first study on HRV with women was in 2019. Yeah. Well, in 2010, I was on a research study. It was a physical activity
3: and kids research study. And we had accelerometers. And I don't even know if they still use those. I haven't looked into that. But this is like, you know, you had your step counter and then you had your accelerometer, which went just a little bit further, could show you, like, where you walked. It was before GPS. I was literally looking at Google Maps and, like, Mapping out what these kids were doing. (laughs) I love this. And um, people were looking at you like, what the heck? Like, why are you handing me this little box that I still wear on my wrist? Or Actually, I think it was around your waist. There was no heart rate monitor involved in it. And at that point, to get that money, I remember working with the professor I was working with. She had to fight tooth and nail. And now they would, you know, they would throw money at her. This was 10, 11 years ago, and we were just like, "Whoa, that happened." Yep. So it's so cool for me, having been in the very early stages of it, to see how it's changed. But yeah. the wearables are cool.
4: Yeah, and I mean, the femtech industry is exploding right mm-hmm. now. Um, Dr. Stacy Sims. Femtech. Is that um, name? Yeah, feminine technology. Um, Dr. Stacy Sims, Carrie um, Jones. I mean, there's so many different people who are coming out there right and talking about the difference of mm-hmm. hey each week you're going to be different right yeah. each week like we as women we are we are not the same woman we were you know seven days ago mm-hmm. our hormones change us you know we, we know for example if men take testosterone they can change completely um, women same thing if we take too much of something it's Goldilocks yeah so we need to be very careful um, But yeah, I think it's the, the tide is shifting, the tide is changing, Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing. Also, I think, have you guys ever read the book, The Red Tent? I've heard of it, but I've read I haven't read it. Really, really beautiful book um, that I would highly recommend. It's it's kind of the idea that, um, you know, we, when we menstruate, (coughs) we as women, we used to back in the day, all go to get, all the women who are menstruating, go to a tent, the red tent, right? (laughs) And... They, they kind of sit there and they're there together. Now that would be all ages. So you get the women who are you know, 18 years old to 35 years old to whoever, whoever is menstruating. And therefore we got the opportunity to ask our elders questions and have that moment of, wait, what are you doing? How, what, this is weird for me, this is awkward. I don't wanna ask somebody this, but what do you think? And I think we've kind of lost that ability maybe to be vulnerable with our sage elders to ask them things that were you know that were uncomfortable and we think that only the only people who have answers for us are doctors
0: yeah well it's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, we have we have another podcast um, the box unplugged that we produce mm-hmm. and jenna and liz and she was talking about how not only have we lost that art but like for her up until like even like 25 years old she was just even ashamed for anyone to know that she was like menstruating right and and so she would like try to hide it as much as possible just seclude herself because she didn't even want her even her husband to know
1: because there was this whole shame and like where does that stem from you think like I mean, I just know personally stories from grandmother. Like, my grandma did not... Like, she thought she was dying when she got her first period. They didn't tell them anything just in that generation, at least in my family. So, like, my grandma thought she was dying when she got her first cycle and then she thought, oh, you get your period and then it's done. And they didn't explain it to her until she got her next one. And then she was like, wait, I have to go through this again. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they also didn't explain what what it was for. They just made her feel really gross about it. So I think, like, a lot of that shame probably comes from until very recently most parents didn't treat it like it was a thing that you could talk about or tell someone was happening and i remember even when i was in sex ed like in elementary school them like teaching us ways so that the boys wouldn't find out you were on your period like it was it was very interesting wrong? yeah and i'm I, you know i'm i'm not old so it's like this is recent yeah, and yeah uh i think a lot of that does come from like i mean the red tent was probably not a fun thing like it was fun for the women once they were in there but it was also probably like hey they're gross this week send them in there I'll so it's even a dirty that, thing. yeah yeah
3: yeah it's like kind of like an isolation thing mm-hmm. of like we don't really know what this means so you guys go all over there and i mean yeah. you do have if someone has a very strong cycle they will pull everyone with them sure that's that whole idea of the coven of the idea that you're all on the same cycle. There must be some sort of magic going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a teenager, my, my parents were always very open. My dad would like go buy the tampons and stuff for my mom and be like, oh, it's that time of the month again. And I remember getting a book from the library because I was an avid, I mean, I'm still an avid reader, but I was a real avid reader back then. And I couldn't tell you the name of it, but it was like all the women's health, like, this is what's going to happen to your body. But how many people actually let their kid read that when they were like 10 years old? Like, my mom's like, oh, cool, I don't have to teach you, have fun. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, but also very matriarchal, lots of women in my family. You're Not lucky. everyone
4: had that. Yeah. Yeah, so. you're very lucky. I think it's, for me, it was, oh, she has a headache. Yeah. Right? That was always the excuse. Oh, she has a headache. And it's like, that's the code word for she's on a period. She's on a period. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I, but I wonder, right? How much of, I only learned that we have four phases for our cycle probably in the past three years. I learned that this year. I yeah. thought there were two. Yeah. I knew <laughs> because I didn't want to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's it's time to, you know, let's have a couple of these myth busters. So you cannot get pregnant every single day of the month. Yeah. Right. Fun factoid. (laughs) Uh, You can only get pregnant around ovulation. So many people don't know that, right?
3: The scary part about that though, and I've actually had this conversation with my sister, who's a female. She's a family nurse practitioner, very into women's health. And I actually asked her, because I'm like, I know that it is around ovulation, Mm -hmm. but one of the issues that we have in our society is that women's cycles are so jacked up. Mm that you could be ovulating a day before your period. And she's sure. like, that's the scary part for anyone in my field, yeah. because most women don't have a regular
4: cycle anymore. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, very, very but it true. is, it's
3: like three days before and three days after is the technical, like if your cycle is perfect.
4: Yeah, yeah, so with that, anytime that I have clients like that, mm-hmm. it's, and, and anybody who is a woman who is starting to biohack, I, and, and this might be controversial, but, If you really are truly looking to optimize your health, start really understanding your cycle. Mm -hmm. Right? And what I mean by that is get off the different contraceptive things that we're doing. Birth control, um, rings, and all that. Because that is messing up your cycle. That is messing up your hormones. Your hormones are dictating how you live your life, like experience this life, right? Leptin, ghrelin, I mean, those are two hormones that are telling you whether you're hungry or not. The sex hormones tell you whether you're horny or not. You know, like all of these things, these are hormones that tell us the quality of this life, right? So I think that's, it's controversial because a lot of people will say, well, my doctor has put me on to birth control because XYZ reason, right? Um, PCOS, endo. Uh, endometriosis. Um, acne. acne. Manic, I can say acne. <laughs> yeah. Manic depression. That's Manic always depression.
3: like the one
0: that surprises me the most. Is like, That's come why on. I got put on yeah. it. Seriously? Like, come on. But
3: I, Mine was mania.
4: I don't
0: necessarily get it, but I get that, get, it, get that it happens. I
4: get it. I get it. But it's a Band-Aid. Correct. So, yeah, do you want to put a Band-Aid on for 20 years? You know? And then all of a sudden decide to play God and say, oh, boom, I want to get pregnant you know and that seems to be what's happening it's like band-aid 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 and then oh well I I now want to get pregnant and there's rev- I can't yeah. I can. well well,
0: that's kind of one of the and we have a lot of clients in the in the office that come in for, for, for a minute there it was a pretty good chunk right before you came in of it was our, when I of started our, because of our clientele were, like, it was it was women coming in they were trying to get pregnant that had been on on uh, birth control for you know 15 years or 20 yeah. years and then it's like i can't do it and well the first thing is like well it's going to take time like you yeah. just i always like to explain it like because it's the the hormones are it's communication right it's basically your body one part of your body communicating another part of your body but if you're suppressing that and and you want to be friends with your body and, but like if i if you were my friend every time we try to communicate something i'd be like whatever That's and it. then all of a sudden hey let's be friends and you're gonna be like i don't know right like I'm, you'd be hesitant good, yeah and, and so you have to build that relationship again and that's the only way that I can that I can kind of understand yep. it because I'm not a woman but just hearing the stories I'm like it kind of makes sense that you're not just gonna all of a sudden get pregnant whenever you want because yeah. your body's like well, who the fuck are you
2: yeah
1: <laughs> not in a bad, bad sense but it's like and in that same scenario Dasha forgot how to talk to you so yeah. that's the other thing. You reach out to her and say, hey, I'm uh-huh. here now. Dasha forgot how to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like because there's been this third party message coming this whole time, kind of just filling it in. And so uh, like, you're no good. You uh, don't know what you're doing. You're no good. And also, <laughs> you're taking this extra pill that's doing Dasha's job and answering for her. That's it. And so when you release that and get rid of that, and then suddenly it's Dasha's
4: job to answer you again. It's not. You know? I don't know how to answer. I don't know whether I should be yelling at you or whispering at you. I don't know whether I should be, yeah. you know, like, it's... Can I trust you, right? I don't right? know if I can trust you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm safe, which I think we were kind of saying this in the beginning, too, of or kind of beforehand, of one of the biggest problems.
3: i right.
4: no, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pause while, yeah. while we she clip. She's
3: putting her clip back on.
4: <laughs> there we go. All Got to be smarter okay. than the material. Clips in. <laughs> um... I feel like many of the, I see that many of the women who end up having hormonal issues or can't get pregnant or, and all these things, it's because of safety and not feeling safe, you know? And if you look, if you look at ACE, you know, ACE scores, adverse childhood effects, um, have you guys talked about that here?
1: Not much, no. I mean, we know what it is, but definitely go into it a little bit. And
4: there's been
0: references to it, but no one's gotten into it. So
4: the idea here, it's a, it's a quick, Questionnaire you can get online, it's 10 questions, um, ACE, adverse childhood effects. Um, it talks about or asks about things that happened when you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I believe it's under 18 years old. Um, and what they find is that there's a correlation between your ACE score, so let's say you had a positive, you know. Uh, A parent who was abusive or yelled or drank or things like that um, or any type of physical or mental or emotional abuse um, how those types of things correlate to health Challenges in the future. So if you had a 10 out of 10 a score, there's a likelihood a high likelihood of having um, IBS or um, or an autoimmune issue an autoimmune disease or PCOS, so endometriosis, or these types of things, right? And it makes perfect sense because the purpose—not the purpose, but one of the things that we do as a female is to procreate, and we can only do that. The signals that we're given is create a child, create a baby, if the environment is safe. Yeah, you're not going to bring a baby.
0: child into danger. Exactly. Like, why
4: would you? Exactly. Do if that? there's famine, or 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 yeah, if I can't feed feed him or her why would I bring them in, right? The first thing to go is, okay, you're not going to have a cycle, right? If it's not safe out here because somebody's yelling at me or throwing things at me or I don't feel safe, my body's going to shut down. My my sexual, I mean, even sexual distress, right? Sexual by the desire way, that, is going to shut down. That presents
0: itself with the men too, right? Because it, yeah. it's like they're like, come in for testosterone because I just can't get it up. And it's like, Wait, what else is going on here? Like, it's not—it's not, yeah. not going to be just the testosterone, because we know 80-year-old men that can get it up still,
1: no matter no matter what. Right? Uh,
2: yeah, you're, uh, not gonna jump, you're not just going to jump.
1: You're not just going to jump directly to give me testosterone supplements. supplements. It's like, yo, how's your sleep? How's your yeah. diet? Right. What's your trauma? Like, there's a lot of things to get to before How's that. your safety? Right? Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. and I think that for me, that's like it keeps on coming up. Like, how many women do we know? Okay, I can say it for myself. How many women do I know that on a day-to-day Basis don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So many, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like it's, walking. It's down, I mean, here we had a workshop on on trauma, and we talked about it. And there were women who were saying, "I don't feel safe walking down, getting catcalled."
1: Yeah, there's a, a researcher named Dr. Allison Armstrong, and she does a lot of. She has a lot of books on how the male brain versus the female brain works, and how to better communicate between the two. Mm. Um, But that's like my favorite part of her "How to understanding women book is she recorded it as a workshop. And you hear in the audio, she says, "Okay, men, this part's going to surprise you. But I'm going to ask the women a question and just watch what happens. She says, every woman in this room, raise your hand if you felt unsafe in the past month. And you just hear every woman's arm go up. And she goes, keep your arms up if you felt it in the past week. And you hear a couple fall. Mm And then she says, how about in the last 24 hours and like maybe half of them fall. So that's left with probably a third of the room with their arms up, having felt unsafe in the last day, Wow! you know, and she just says, gotcha. men look around. Yeah. Men look around like you guys don't think about this cause you don't have to. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, due to evolution, that's due to a ton of different things, mm-hmm. but inherently women know we are more at risk because we're physically smaller and yep. that just places an inherent Fear, and if you have any sort of thing that enforces that in your life or reinforces that, you're just gonna be more aware of that fear. Yep. And yep. so it's, it's more of just knowing how to work through that and finding the community to help you feel safe. But there's so many things that go into it. It's, yeah. it's a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> it's and a there's a some... big
3: rabbit hole. <laughs> very large rabbit hole you can go down. And
1: that could be yeah. as simple as, like you said, getting cat called. Or like I'll tell I'll well, tell because you don't know what that's
0: going to lead to, right? Right. Like, right.
4: Well, yeah. Also, well, you is don't this, this many guy people... really
1: coming at me right now, yeah. or
0: or or is he going to just stay put over there and just yell something? Mm-hmm. Like, right. There's no way you can know that, right? Yeah.
4: Like, yeah. I remember I before I went to college, I took a course called Model Mugging. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> um, it was basically like 12 weeks or something like that where there was a guy dressed up as a Michelin Man who allowed who taught us and they allowed us to just go full on, full force, kicking, screaming, doing whatever. And the intention was to break that fear, mm. right? So because you're going to college, you don't know what's gonna happen, you don't know where, you know, all, all of that stuff. And we're not taught as women to take up space, right? Or protect ourselves. And, and I remember at one point, there was a lot of um, vocalization in it. And so whenever you did something, you had to yell what you were doing. So as an example, because I have a little. As an example, if somebody's coming at you, um, you would put your hands like that, like little tiny um, pointers, and jab them into the eyes. Mm-hmm. And you would s- scream out, eyes, right? And you take up so much space. And it was intentionally as, I mean, kind of primal of if you take up space and if you're loud, then whoever's coming at you, unless they're willing to get loud and big, they're gonna cower, right? And we as women, we don't we do not do that. So for example, you know, I've had one of the other things that they said was, if somebody's coming near you and you don't want them near you, don't just be like, hee hee, hi, thanks.
1: Like, right, that just makes them like kind okay. of keep they're going. They're like, all right, sure. They'll interpret that as like a, oh, ha keep going.
4: Exactly, yeah. and so I've had times when somebody's standing next to me, you know, that's a little too close, and I'm going to get a little loud right now. Um, mm-hmm. And instead of just saying no, I mean, instead of just kind of walking away, it's, it's can you stand back? Mm-hmm. And it's a little loud and it's a little extra. And it's a li- and if they get a little closer, then you already know that that's not... That's like, not the place to that's be. That's not yeah. the place to be. And you get louder and you get bigger. And there's I feel like there's so many times that we're nervous about putting up a fight. Yeah,
1: I... <laughs> to tangent a little bit. I had an experience like that in college. I'm just very thankful that my dad raised me the way he did. He always was like, you better not start a fight, but you better damn well know how to finish one. You know, um, I was walking on Halloween down sixth street in Austin, Texas. I went to UT. We were, me and my friend were walking back to the bus to go back to campus after a party. We're in Halloween outfits, you know, but we're not like dressed all skanky or anything. We're just in Halloween outfits and she's walking next to me closer to the buildings as we're walking down the sidewalk and suddenly like a homeless guy just appears and says something about like, Hey cuties, what's up? And we just kept walking. And suddenly I hear Brittany go "Ah!" and I turn around and he's got her arm Mm -hmm. and I grabbed her without even thinking about it. I grabbed her other arm and I reached in my purse with my other hand and pulled out my taser. And I said, back up, did exactly what they said in that class. And he let the fuck go so fast. And he was like, Oh, sorry. I didn't know. But like, that was just instinct for me but probably oh, because, because I, I had a dad, dad who taught me to be that, that way. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like a really cool class.
4: That yeah. took. It was awesome. I would love I would love for every single woman to take something like that yeah. because it's it's how to be physical if you need to be. Yeah, right? And how to how to, how to set that boundary. We always talk about boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Okay, great. What about a physical boundary? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, I'm not comfortable. Hey, can you step back? Yeah. And if they don't, okay, well, let's go. you know or let me get others involved to be like hey this this dude or this person whoever it is man or woman is not giving me space right yeah Yeah. and as as a
3: bartender of 15 years a five foot two hundred pound girl squaring up with a six foot five man he'll step the fuck back
4: yeah yeah because that is frightening to them (laughs) even if in the
1: moment (laughs) they're (laughs) like oh Fuck this, whatever. Like they as soon as you stand your ground back, they're like, oh. And if you <laughs> take them in the kneecaps, it yeah. works
4: every time. Like I don't because it's a I don't want to deal with that. Actually yeah. that's not easy prey. And right. actually I don't you know what? There's some I can go elsewhere. Yeah. Right? It becomes primal quite quick. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what it is. It's so, primal.
1: so like fear, we're talking about like fear and feeling unsafe. Like, like how, how do you I even start, start working, working on that with stuff? someone? <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's a long road sometimes, yeah, right? Probably um, individual. Yeah, it's very individual. It's very, it's it's going back to say, okay, where is this coming from, right? When did, because there is the physical, there's the emotional, there's, I mean, there's the psychological, right? And it's, um, I have a friend of mine who was very nervous around social situations, right? And she told me a story which was great, which was small moments of getting bigger and kind of, overcoming that fear right I, I can't remember the psychological kind of the term right now when you're increasing the dosage i guess um from a from a trauma perspective titrating it but kind so of now, titrating yeah. it i guess Reverse titration. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is in her case she was nervous about social situations right so what she did was she said okay every day when i go to a coffee shop she would go to a coffee shop to work she's like i have to say something to the cashier Right. I don't have to say a lot, but I just have to say something like a sentence, a word, a phrase, something to engage. Right. And so every day she did that a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And she got over the fear that that person is going to just scoff at her right, or say something nasty or not pay her any attention or pay her any mind. Right. So over over time now she's gregarious and she's out there and she's you know, she's doing it's the same thing as like stage fright. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think with respect to trauma, it really is one going back in memory and two figuring out kind of what is holding like what is holding it back to release that and maybe because it could that
1: are being used to repress it
4: too yeah it it, it just could be stories that you're telling yourself how many stories have i told myself of i can't do that or i don't want to and it's wait no that's something that happened back then that's still replaying Mm -hmm. right um and it could be you know trauma we talk about trauma As something that's massive it doesn't have to be massive it can just be oh that person reminds me of somebody else who looked at me nasty when i was 20 years old yeah and and there's
0: another thing that with trauma people also think that it's a huge event that caused that it could also be a lot of tiny events repetitively right like that's another thing that micro traumas like, yeah
3: huge. yeah
0: that you never yeah. maybe once or twice or, or or even 10 times wouldn't have, have affected you but like mm-hmm. it happened so many times mm-hmm. and it could have just been the way someone looked at you constantly yeah. when you were a certain age and, and now it just becomes a natural reaction to any time any someone's any anyone looks at you yeah. looks at you in any semblance of that resemblance of that which is which is i think you've read uh, we're reading or we i know i've read it you i'm are currently, currently reading
4: the body keeps a score oh,
0: and have you read it
1: i haven't yet erin started, started it today
3: it, yeah.
4: oh no i've read it before it's been a while though so yeah. the body keeps a score please read it everybody yes. <laughs> it's um, really
3: good
4: it's a tough book i mean you and i kind of was both said right like we'd take it and put it down it's, it's definitely, definitely one out, of those things
0: you just like i'm gonna have to process that for a couple of days before i can go back and read that because like well, there were, well first of all there's there's a lot uh that you can learn mm. but there's also a lot that you have to face and and that's tough mm. right because because yeah. it's like whoa like that just because it opens up things in you as well and 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 which is which is what any book should do anyways mm. right but yeah, sometimes like just the examples that are given are just like, whoa, like that's way too much for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as you let those sink in, it's like, it doesn't have to be that big. Where can I find similar situations that I have experienced or seen someone experience that like is just changing my perception on everything, right? And and that's why it's a very powerful book. But yes, everyone should read that. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm constantly fascinated because I, like I said, kind of been there before, I identify with my mind so much and i feel like i'm so heady i'm always here and i think many of us are right um we're all nerds
0: um just on that note when we were coming over here she sent us over like a whole
2: itinerary
0: itinerary (laughs) with that she came up with in like 10 seconds literally
1: uh, yeah we don't we don't we don't plan this trip
4: here's an itinerary (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We don't know what we're doing. The thing is, I don't really plan things.
3: <laughs> no,
4: I do. No, I can't say that with a straight face. I do. Damn it. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be like I'm island gonna time. i just in the
3: corner and stare. It <laughs> was like, yeah. Because you outplanned me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not Baldo being like, we don't plan. And then Dasha sending us a whole itinerary. Again, yeah, which then it? I
4: texted Allison because it, it's It's tough to undo years of training. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: that's why I started going on this trip with Baldo. He's like, you need to chill out, come do this trip with me, but no planning. Yeah. That's yeah. how we got here. That's how we got was here. Saying
3: that to me too. So yeah.
1: sorry, yeah. I messed up your your whole. No, out. I didn't. Because we haven't done anything you said.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, we ignored you.
4: That's so true. That is so true. Listen, you went kite surfing. That's true. <laughs> that's true.
3: Yeah, bit.
0: let's talk a little, a little bit. bit about kite surfing. That's a lot of fun, by the way. Yeah. Like, and I haven't even gotten in the water yet. Yeah. I just got to experience flying the kite like back and forth and pulling you and playing yeah. with the physics of it. And, and it's it's pretty fun.
4: Can, can I start? S- Please. The no,
0: because that's yeah. one of the reasons you even came here.
4: Yeah. So uh, just to finish the thing on the Body Keeps the Score. And the sure, body. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for me, the, the, the reason the Body Keeps the Score is so interesting is because, again, I'm so here and I'm realizing, and it ties to kite surfing, is that trauma release is quite physical, because mm-hmm. trauma sits in your body, right? It sits here, because your body remembers what happened, and it remembers that it, you. it's almost like you don't want to release it at some level. Well, because it's right? gotta
0: be ready to activate that area. Yeah, right? like,
4: yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why a traumatic release, like TRE, uh, what is it? Traumatic release experience or traumatic exercise, sorry. Traumatic release exercises. Have you guys talked about that here? No, no. So awesome. Check it out on YouTube. You can find videos on it. It's free. Basically this guy, don't know the the dude's name, but he figured out that, um, in Europe there was some war or some something. And when there was bombs, um, or loud noises, that the kids afterwards would shake, right? Right. And they and the animals would shake. And the adults they wouldn't. Because they'd be like, oh yes, I must be, you know, put together and ta-ta-ta and all that. And the kids afterwards, after shaking, were they were fine. They were absolutely fine. The animals, same thing. They would like run off and go for it. Whereas the adults would keep the trauma in their bodies, right? And so what he found was these exercises, which you can do to Kind of force your body into shaking, and so again, you can find it on YouTube. It basically is a way to activate um, kind of the pelvis, because the pelvis is a, a um, an area where we hold a lot of trauma, um, sexual, physical. You know, it's it's the root, right? Um, and so it's a way to cause that whole area to shake. Um, I first was introduced to this by Ta and Cole, actually. Um, awesome, I mean, amazing release. And you can do it for two minutes, three minutes. So now if I've, you know, for example, I was almost in a car accident a couple of months ago, I came home and I was like, let us let me do some of this, like shaking, this forced shaking, right? To release some of that extra cortisol, that extra insanity that I kind of went through, yeah. you know? But, but yeah, so the body keeps the score the body literally keeps this trauma inside and so until you
0: release it until you release
4: it so instead of you know not to say that therapy is is not doesn't have a place surely it does but i wonder sometimes of don't do only mental therapy start doing physical therapy Right? Start getting more into sports. Start doing more movement. Start doing resistance stretching.
0: Well, even with the mental ter- therapy, sometimes you're going through that and you have a release in the body, right? If anything, you're just like, ah. Oh. Right? And so yeah. even that is a very physical, now I can like relax kind of deal. So. There's no reason to think that you can only start up here. You can start in the physical body, yeah. right? It's almost like, hey, start with a smile, and you'll start feeling better. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: I like that. Start with a smile, feel, feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, have you found kite surfing to be therapeutic for you then? Yeah. So they're rel- related. Yeah. Yeah,
4: because anything that like that. So kite surfing. If anybody hasn't done it, um, you have a harness, you're strapped to a kite, and a board.
1: A kite that looks like a parachute. Shaped like a parachute, yeah.
4: Correct. Yeah, not like a little tiny baby kite. Right. A a proper kite that's going to pull you out of the water and you're going to go flying. Um, To me, it's amazing because you're basically harnessing the power of nature, harnessing the power of the wind, and you don't have any... There's no, like, ski slopes you have to go down. You choose your path, right? You choose where you want to go, where you want to harness that wind and, and follow it that way. And the only way... The, the only way that you can succeed in it is if you're reading the signs, right? You're reading the wind, you're reading the waves. So it is meditative in that. Um, so for me, because it kind of gets me out of my head and only into my body, then yeah. I mean, for the time that I'm I'm up there, it's like, it's a full meditation, how you do in your morning. You're sitting, I'm, I'm on the waves. <laughs> no, but You been, loved it though, right?
0: No, no. I had a blast. It, and it was a... It, it was definitely well first of all it was challenging to get the hang of like uh, like hey if you want more power for example like you have to p- pull down when you would think that you need to resist it or by like it's your basic you have to unlearn everything that you, that you think that you're bot, that you're, you're, the way your brain shoots off like this is what you need to do to be safe in the situation it's the opposite with the wind. Yeah. And to, to getting the, the hang of that was kind of interesting. But once you do you're like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. I and mean, I only got to play with the kite. I, I lifted up. I flew a little bit. And I was trying to, starting to play with that and, and uh, changing directions of the wind. Uh, that's also a lot of fun, which, which is all things that you should learn before you even get on the water. Because then you have like a million kites out there.
4: You, you have to body drag out. Then you have to put the board on. Then you have to figure out how, how you're going with the kite. And then you have to not crash. With yeah. other kiters. <laughs> yeah, correct. so yeah, it's, <laughs> this is
1: a very popular kite beach. So yeah, that's actually a thing. <laughs> yeah,
4: so Cab is known around the world as as a top spot for surfing and kite surfing. So we probably saw what like a 200 kites got out so there. I took so many
1: pictures of just hundreds of kites down the beach. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot though. And yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah, impressed yeah. at how little accidents that's I saw actually. Yeah,
4: <laughs> but yeah, it's I I like what you said because when you're holding the kite, right? So Physically, we're used to this position, that kind of hunched in position yep. as protecting your core, protecting your insides, right? Whereas here, if you have the bar and you pull it in, you're only making the kite tighter and so therefore grabbing more wind.
1: Yeah, going faster. Right? That makes sense, yeah.
4: And so you pull in and you're shooting off. Yeah. <laughs> you're making it less
0: safe. <laughs> you're making it less safe. Yeah, yeah.
4: You're ma- exactly. Whereas here, the way that you become safe and you you are good is by becoming letting, vulnerable. By letting go. And yeah. by letting go. And We're so like you literally let go of the bar and then the kite, it just flattens out
2: mm.
4: and then you're safe because it doesn't have any wind power. Right. Or it just dies, right? It just yeah, like falls. Yeah. Um, and so I remember, yeah, a couple of times I just it was like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> and I would and squeeze you, in. And then you go farther. And, and fly.
0: fly. <laughs> oh <my> God, yeah. <laughs>
4: like,
0: it's a lot of fun. You, she didn't get to do it because she was
1: being a wimp. Yeah. I got food poisoning is what baldo means. I yeah. was barely conscious yesterday. <laughs> but We mean? have to come back later. That's we have to it. come back again. Yeah. I definitely want to learn how to We're do. We're probably going to go out tomorrow.
0: Hopefully? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, we'll
4: go. Yeah, tomorrow morning we'll do surfing in the morning. And we'll take a break and we'll do kite in the afternoon. Oh shit. Yeah. So
0: that's why you should come to one of her retreats cuz besides the fact that oh, the yeah. retreat is going to be
1: epic Epic and she's got her biohacker side
0: yeah which we haven't really even gotten into very much so all right um uh but but then you have all the fun activities you know
4: all the stuff
1: to do here too yeah like
4: that extra layer you know no it's been great i mean i i basically moved down here because of kite surfing um and then I love the people. I love the environment. I love the nature. Um, we went to a waterfall the other day. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that was a lot of Isn't fun. It we'll, just, we'll just say that.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely go to the waterfalls. They're beautiful. They're beautiful.
1: Just go back up, back down the way you came up.
4: No shortcuts. <laughs> no shortcuts because they won't be short. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a completely <laughs> different lifestyle here. Like everybody. Yeah. So yeah. So the the what I like about here is it's a slower pace, which is also challenging, because we're used to go, 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 you know, everything's, we should have done it yesterday, whereas here, it's sometimes the power outages go out, sometimes the water goes out, and it forces you to be in the moment, and it forces you to just say, okay, well, what are we gonna do now, you know? Yeah, no, just for different. Sure. But yeah, the retreats, um, the idea behind the retreats was always when we go to these conferences, right? You enjoy yourself for two, three days. You meet all these people. This is awesome. This is great. But unlike your guys' conference, because you guys gave a lot of space, like you built in space, right? For people to talk and network and really get to understand and understand like the sponsors and the exhibitors and stuff. Oftentimes, other conferences don't do that. Right? So it's if you're just go, go, go. It's just go go go. And as an like if you're a newbie to the biohacking scene, then you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just gonna buy all these supplements and I'm gonna buy all the things and then you go home and you don't know where to start. Right? Versus here it's gonna be you do your labs, you come down, and then we'll say for you, for example, Hey, I see that some of your labs are not showing me that it's a good idea for you to do ice baths. Like ice baths are a stressor. If you have adrenal fatigue, if your hormones are out of whack, I'm not gonna recommend that you do an ice bath, right? Or if so, then you're not gonna do it for five minutes. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, more and more is necessary. Right? <laughs> right? Um, so we'll get to actually teach you about some of these things that and teach it for you.
1: So it's going to be smaller groups, so you can really get really specific with everyone. You got it. Yeah. yeah. So
4: each each retreat is 10 to 12 women. And so each retreat will be um, focused on something. So the first one is with Natalie Nidham, um, and it's going to be on longevity and resilience. So how do we, you know, she's more than, kind of more than two decades my age, and she's focusing on longevity. I am as well. Right, Both of us are talking about longevity and how do we stay strong and resilient throughout the decades. And many of the things that she started when she was in her 20s, I'm doing now as well. Right. So figuring out, OK, let's look at your chronological age, let's look at your biological age, let's figure out whether you can reverse that and what are the things that you can do, like what you, you kind of did, right?
0: Yeah, I, I've just taken the approach of what else is out there, what am I not you know what can i try that sits well there's plenty of things that i try that i don't do all the time yeah. just because it's like it it's not convenient it's not like i don't i don't enjoy it because i think part of it all is to enjoy it right like that's probably the most important thing right because yeah. i think joy in itself will make you younger um and, and so and mm-hmm. there should be a whole practice on that like the power of joy will bring you youth for sure uh, and, and so like if you're not even enjoying it, it if it's stressing you out more than you want to, then you probably shouldn't be doing that, right? But so, um, but it's important to know about all these things, right? Like, that's the whole point of this podcast, How Do You Health, is like, hey, figure out, like, all these tools, all these people talking about these things, all these people practicing these things, and find out which ones are good for you because there's not one answer. There's, and there's not 20 answers. There's... There's tons of options. There's
1: 7 billion answers. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so which one's the best for you? Which one do you want to have the most? Which ones do you want to try just for a little bit? You know, which mm-hmm. ones do you want to create a challenge around it? I love creating challenges. Uh, and, and and then find the the best answer that fits you and your lifestyle. And then if you move, it's probably going to be different there. And, and that's fine, right? Like, don't stress out about, like, hey, well, now I live over here and I can't do those things. Yeah. Okay, well, you can do other things now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what's fun. Yeah. <laughs>
4: And, and own that story. I feel like many, many times people will say to me, "Oh well, this person, I, this person said this, and this study said this, so therefore that's true." No, absolutely not.
1: You can find another study to disprove those things. Like you yeah. have to find what works for you. Yeah,
4: like if I'm doing everything correctly, I shouldn't be eating bananas according to whoever it was, right? Versus I feel good eating bananas down here. You know, some of you guys did too. Yeah. like That's the only thing I could keep down with my food poisoning, <laughs> so
3: I'm taking it. I mean, it's literally the scientific method. Fuck around. Find out yes. what works for you. It's yes. yes. my favorite way to describe the scientific <laughs> method. Fuck around. Find out. And then do it again, because what works for you at 25 will probably not work for you hmm. at 35. How it oh, worked for me six months ago doesn't
0: work. So. What, what was your first like foray into the biohacking space? Like what was the one unnatural or against the, the trend, that thing that you tried? Do you, can you even recall that? No. Like no, what's the, the first thing, thing that you did for yourself? There's like no doctors recommending this. If anything, maybe even not recommending this, but I'm, it feels right for me. I'm going to try it.
4: Um, I just, so I, I became quite electrohypersensitive um, with the concussions. And all the doctors were like, oh, we don't even know what that is or what, why. I was like, I don't want to be around computers. I don't want to be around any of these devices. I feel like crap, right? So after that last concussion, I took three months. I left London. I took three months and I lived in the boonies. Like I lived with nothing, all by myself, um, didn't have any EMF, meditated every day, did yoga every day. Um, and then after some time, I st- and I was swimming every day and grounding every day, and after some time, then I started listening to podcasts, right? But for me, I guess the, the, the biggest thing was telling, kind of realizing that I'm not going to listen to anybody. <laughs> that, that was probably the biggest thing, right? Like, because everybody was giving me conflicting information and telling me I'm crazy or that it's psychosomatic. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go away. And sit and see what comes, and what came was, don't be next to devices, go out in the morning sun, swim, and then when you swim, go down below, kind of di- dive as far down below, and then swim on the bottom because it just felt good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then yeah, I guess so. Maybe the, maybe the and answer to the surf. question and <laughs> kite surfing. Yeah. Maybe the answer to your question is the first thing that I did contr- contrary to doctors was throw them out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> throw them out of my life, um, which I don't necessarily recommend for everybody, but I like the idea of tuning in. Well,
0: it, what's sad, right? Because uh, and especially like if you you are a doctor, I mean, we work with a nurse practitioner you know, and the medical director, and um, luckily they have found different paths, those being one that's not, ones that are not tied to insurance because mm-hmm. I think that's what the real problem is is yeah. the way the insurance game is played and it just ties everyone. Yep. Right. Like cuz it, it doesn't matter, matter. what's doesn't the incentive matter. for a doctor to learn new things if uh, if they, they can't, can't, can't even practice, practice that because insurance won't pay for it. Yeah. So that that's really difficult but but then you have like coaches um and sometimes, sometimes we, we don't, don't we dislike the word coach cuz like it, it gets overused right? <laughs> like it's like oh, I'm a coach <laughs> of this and I'm a coach of that and it's like dude Come on, like yeah. it, 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 it's different than someone that. I don't think
3: that means what you think it means. Yeah. Yeah, correct, but
0: but because you put in the work and you you studied the things right mm. like, and personally like people ask me to coach them on on some health stuff just because i do a lot for myself it's like i don't I, I can't i i don't feel comfortable doing that mm. and i don't want to take someone mm. do, do, i guess if someone I, <laughs> paid me a lot of money i would be like all right i guess i'm gonna dedicate my my next year to you and i could i could figure that out but it does, it's not a passion thing for me it's yeah like, um which uh which but getting to that is like how do you feel is there a good way to to find a good coach for you like for someone or, or that's like doctor, cause or doctor or doctor
1: yeah. you do need doctors sometimes yeah. and i was going to say it's not necessarily throw out the doctors but definitely weed through them yeah right
4: mm-hmm. yeah i i threw out the doctors because i just got annoyed and right. confused right so that's not necessarily the right answer for everybody and i can say that right um interview i would say interview right i want to know First off, and this is this might be a little again controversial, but I wanna see what I want to be in front of me. Right? So if my doctor does not look healthy, I'm not gonna continue going to them. It's
1: fair, I think. (laughs) Right?
4: Like I see, you know, within the government right now, within medical like you see, you know, the, the head of the medical department in XYZ country, not all of them look healthy. That doesn't make sense to me, you know. So find the doctor, find the teacher, find the, you know, the person that you think that you can learn from, right? Um, and and that they have also dealt with what you are dealing with, right? So for me, for example, I now have so many people coming up to me specifically asking questions about concussions because I've dealt with it six times, <laughs> um, and each concussion was different, and each. And then each of the different things that I did, you know, craniosacral or vestibular rehab or like all these different things they did, I did them for a different reason or a different purpose, a different time, um, so I can help coach people through that based on my experience. So if somebody, if a coach hasn't lived through it, or hasn't coached others through it, or coached themselves through it, I don't think they should be doing it, right? So when you're interviewing a coach, let's say I have PCOS. My request would be, can I talk to somebody who you've helped who has PCOS? Or or another question is, do you have PCOS? Have you dealt with PCOS? And if they haven't, for me at least, my litmus test, they don't pass my litmus test. Right?
0: And, and that's fair, because I, I I mean I have several people that I call my coaches Mm -hmm. and and if anything they're just mentors right Mm -hmm. like that's really what it is because it's like oh I have this situation in my life that I want to get better at well, I talked to one coach about that and, yeah. and or one mentor, right, about that. It's like, well, there's this other aspect that I also want to get better at, and I have a different coach for that, right? Yeah. And, or a different mentor. I call them coaches, I guess, because I pay them, and a, men- and a mentor is someone I don't pay maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's I At least that's my own little definition inside my head of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between, um, but but yeah, I mean, maybe that's, that's, that's what it is, right? I ask all the questions about that certain subject that you want to improve or...
4: Yeah. Um, Some of it is also and this is the woo side i guess but it's a feeling right like yeah <laughs> like, yeah i mean if you like don't, if don't get feel person, I mean, like, if you don't if feel you don't good with yeah. the person
1: if they don't make you feel good it's yeah. not going to be a good relationship <laughs> no i'm not going
4: to take advice from somebody i don't feel good
1: yeah
4: right if i don't trust them if i don't respect them even if they didn't have all the degrees and all the accolades and the followers and all that you know right. also also the question becomes to me how much what are you looking for right? Do you want once per week? Do you want, do you know what you want? Do you need somebody to kick your butt or do you need somebody to be nice to you? Different kinds of coaches for, for a health perspective, right? Do you need somebody who's going to be checking in on you and saying, hey, listen, I saw on the app that we're using to communicate that you didn't, you know, you didn't take your vitamins or you didn't log it in. Or do you want somebody micromanaging you? Because some people like that. Um, or do you want more of the, the higher level? You know, I'm gonna check in with them once every two weeks. I got this, leave me alone, right? Um, I think it's figuring out for you what is the good, like what what kind of a client are you,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And that yeah. might not be the one you want to be. <laughs> you need to be realistic about who yeah. you are.
4: <laughs> like I'm, I'm the type, because I used to do rhythmic gymnastics, um, and my coach was very on it, on it right? Very, very Russian. <laughs> um, the best kind of coach for me is somebody who's going to be like dictatorial. Right. Um, and be like, all right, let's go. Come on. Yeah. You got this, right? Not the soft, like the soft side of things is just not going to work. Right. As a coach. Right. As, you know, in a relationship or as friends, that's what's saying.
1: Don't, Don't boss me around. Don't boss me <laughs> around. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, um,
0: <laughs> the one thing that I, that I s- somewhat failed at was uh, to identify you also as the founder of, of WealthCo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, like, okay. oh, yeah, But all this conversation has led to this because it's, it's, it's a little bit of, it's encompassing a little, a, a little bit of everything that we've been speaking about, yeah. right? So tell me about how you're, the, it even came about that like I'm, I have to do this because I imagine that's how it felt, like I have yeah. to do this.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so WEALTHCO stands, it stands for Women's Health Community. So W Health Co., I feel like I have to explain that sometimes. Um, That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Um, The idea behind it was, I didn't feel like there was a place for women biohackers and a place for us to ask questions, a place to ask the questions that we don't want to ask our friends and we don't even want to ask our doctors, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Backed in science backed in evidence because you can go to Goop and you can go to any of these um, WebMD and things like that and ask these things, but not at our level, not at our nitty gritty quantified self um, nerdy biohackers. So that was the intention, right? Backed in science, a community for women. It started and we started to have different um, chapters around the world. So different meetups, then COVID hit. And so we shifted it to an online platform. So it's been an online problem. I've been an online platform since, uh, since COVID. But again, I, I'm realizing that it's not necessarily fitting the ethos of community as, mm-hmm. as this is, right? Yeah. It's been so nice having you guys here because it's physical, right? Same thing with how do you Health. That was so much fun because it wasn't online. Because we got to hug, we got to have these conversations late into the night, and whatever it was. Um, So WealthCo moving it from that online platform to saying, okay, let's start with retreats. Let's have the physical community, that connection. Let's let's kind of almost create like a red tent, backed in science, right? Backed in evidence. Um, Let's look at these. Different products that we know are going to be good for us. Let's talk about how, like the flex beam. I've been I've been loving the flex beam. I love your guys' stuff. Okay, how does that fit for women? When should women be doing red light therapy? When should we be taking boost and these these different things, right? Um and let's do that in a safe setting together for five days, and then afterwards, then we can have that community going forward. So the idea with the retreats is have the retreats and then have the ability to have group coaching for those women to continue together. Um, And then the retreats being, we'll have each retreat has a different co-host. So I'll be the continuity. And then each, again, kind of Natalie will be the first one. Um, Kristen will be coming down. Lauren will be coming down. Like these types of other experts um, who have their own twist on things. Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll be coming down and doing some like a similar um, similar retreat, but with a different focus.
0: I, I'm so excited to to hear the stories post retreats. Yeah, those are always my my favorite, right? Yeah. And, and uh, you keep referencing the Howdy Health Fest, right? And you came down. Which, by the way, like you and I's relationship has been really interesting because it's always been like, oh yeah. First of all, it took us forever to reconnect again, and then and then it was like, well, just come over. to The we need a speaker come over, and we flew you down there, and like. It was great, like, like within a week. <laughs> yeah, within a two week, week yeah. and then the same thing. This like was like, hey, we can't go to Colombia anymore. Like, so we're uh, we're coming to DR, and you're like, great. And you just asked us to stay here for two months. So I think we're doing that. I'm saying.
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy. Those rooms are yours. Like, stick around. What do we What do we coin? Down to vibe. Down to vibe. Down to vibe. Yes,
0: we we are very DTV. down to vibe. D T V. Yeah. That's
4: true, right? Like, it's people who are like, all right, we we in this day and age, we can travel, we can do what most, well, you guys are a little bit difficult of doing your work completely remotely, um, but most of us can, it's like, come on down, you know, it's it's beautiful here, it's not, you know, people are open, the place is open, like, it's easy to fly down.
0: It's very easy to fly down, actually. Uh, Flying back might be a little bit tricky, but I don't think, Flying back, you need a
4: PCR test, whatever. It'll be quick and easy as well. (laughs) Exactly, we want to manifest that.
0: Yes. yeah, they're just gonna drop all the restrictions for like a day. That one day. Yeah, that that that's how it happens. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, but uh,
4: the, the retreats I'm excited too because I we're we're going to have some of the wearable companies involved as well. So then, if you think about it over time, then you'll have that continuity of n of ones. So you'll have a bunch of n of of n equals one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can then see, oh wow, okay, you came down, your sleep was horrible. Then when you were down here, your sleep was fantastic, let's say, right? There's no EMF, there's, um, you're on the beach, you're grounding, you're doing all these things. Um, now you go back home, what has changed, right? Oh, was it your cycle? Maybe not. Was it your environment? All right. You know, what, what are those different things that we can start changing? So then for women, we start being the research, team so rather than it's the old school research of johns hopkins and harvard and all Mm -hmm. these these places that need grants and long-term longitudinal studies we become the long long long-term longitudinal studies more grassroots Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. in in the in the the mud in the jungle yeah
0: Yeah, in the jungle
4: because then it's also like you and i can start having that conversation of hey we've done the same things but we're having different results Mm -hmm. all right now what what do we do with that yeah right or we start saying, we start seeing, okay, these women were on birth control for 10 years. What are the patterns for them versus the women who are not on birth control for 10 yeah. years?
0: But we learn faster together, right? Yeah. Like, we, we grow stronger together. I mean, it, the whole, like, it takes a village, right, to, you name it. There's so many things you can apply that that yeah. it takes a village to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the times it's referred to, like, it takes a village to, you know, help raise a, a child. to, to raise, mm-hmm. raise a child. Yeah. but when do you stop being a child? It's mm. is really my my well, question? Hopefully never. <laughs> less fun when. Uh, you. Yeah, I mean, my word, my favorite word is still poop. So like, when I don't think I'm yes. done being a child. <laughs> I can poop
3: better than you. I mean, I love the concept of Lila, which is just childlike innocence. It's like yeah. not just Lila. Yeah. What
0: what do you have a, i I I've asked this question to many different biohackers. Um, what. Uh, do you have a process for how you, you know, try different devices? Uh, with, because there's, you know, even with red light, for example, mm, mm. Uh, there's there's tons of them, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you have a process of identifying which are the best? Like, what what are you what are you looking for? Yeah, um, it, not just with the red light, but do you have a process in general for uh, for trying new uh, biotech?
4: Yeah, first go into the science, be the nerd, right? Um, I want to understand why I'm putting it on my body, or in, on or in my body, right? So for me, it's if I don't understand the why, I'm not going to do the how. I'm the
1: same way. Right. Sorry to
4: interrupt. No, I just that's was not... going
1: to ask you, because I think a lot of people who are interested in biohacking right now are that way. Yeah. And there's this quiz called uh, Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies Quiz, uh-huh. and it's basically how you achieve goals. and. There's, there's four different people. Basically, one type of person will achieve goals that they set for themselves as well as goals that others set.
2: Mm.
1: Another type has a very hard time achieving either.
2: Mm.
1: One person feels that they're only really good at achieving goals that others set. Mm. And then the fourth person is I set goals for myself and kick their ass, but it's hard for me to set, to reach goals other, other people set for me. Yeah. I'm that one. I'm yeah. the questioner, and I think a lot of people are the questioner. Mm. It's a really interesting quiz. You definitely recommend taking it if you want to check it out. But yeah. I thought of, I've been thinking about this a lot since I found out about that a few years ago. Because as I thought about it, I was like, wow. I think a lot of these health nerds that I know are questioners. Hmm.
2: Hmm. So
1: my question for you to follow up on that, I guess, is how do we reach those other people that maybe because like. Like we said, if if knowledge was all that it took, everyone would have a six-pack, right? Mm-hmm. Most people know that they're not behaving in a way that gets them a six-pack. Yeah. So, like, how do you reach these people that the why doesn't matter? Or if someone yeah. who's listening is like, I don't really care about the why, just tell me which one's the best. Like
4: For me, it would be make it feel good. Mm. Mm-hmm. We do things that feel good. Right. Right? Like. I guess that's, that would be the short answer. Yeah. And then you could extrapolate upon that. So if somebody doesn't want to understand the science, right. They're just like, give me the answer. Give me the silver bullet. Right. Right. Well, I feel like that's a, that needs to be a mindset shift also, because that is why we're in the problem that we're in. Because understanding
1: (laughs) your body really is like the thing that's going to help each person. And you kind of need to care a bit about the why.
4: Yeah. If you don't, if you don't care about your body at all, I'm surprised you're listening to this podcast first. That's fair. right? Like but then the next thing is why don't you care about your body? Because this right. is this is a beautiful thing that's been gifted to us and we have the opportunity to make it strong and resilient and be able to kite surf for hours and be able, you know, to do all those things. And if you don't care about it, then where are you putting your time and effort into? Right? Like what what else is more important is it? having a big house. And maybe the mindset shift
1: then is reminding people that what's all this other stuff worth if your body isn't working to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like like
0: when people say like, I don't, I don't really like how that feels. It's like, well, stop doing it. (laughs) Right. It's
1: weird. I love this food, but I feel shitty every time I eat it. Well then maybe don't eat it.
4: (laughs) Like I I like, um, do you guys remember? Gosh, she's a yoga instructor, Adrian.
1: Yoga with Adrian. She lives in Austin.
4: She's super find what feels good. She says that all the time and I love that phrase. It's like find, and that's not just yoga. It's not just the yoga pose. Like find what feels good. It feels good to be around healthy people. And to you, hug puppies. And to hug puppies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who don't stink like pee. <laughs> <laughs> Puppy to mission. To climb up
3: mountains holding under tree branches. Yes. Yes.
4: Hashtag DR is not that unsafe. <laughs> yeah, there is really isn't Hashtag a lot of...
1: WBW. White bitches in the wild. (laughs) I mean
0: we keep referencing just the wild (laughs) shit that happened on on our waterfalls.
1: Okay, T L D R to people listening, we thought we were taking a shortcut off of the hike that took us up to the waterfalls and it turned into four and a half hours of bushwhacking through the jungle into the night. Luckily there aren't large animals or snakes here. No but uh yeah we almost we almost spent the night in the jungle yeah. <laughs> it was very tiring I was it fully was,
3: prepared to. it was it's very guy, steep
1: yeah. with a lot of uh bug bites and steep hills yeah. and uh I
0: mean, lesson but learned honestly, don't don't be, but honestly the most dangerous things there was probably the ants that just the kept like biting
4: us yeah, yeah. <laughs> lesson learned don't listen to the two of us when we're like yeah sure let's go for the shortcut let's go for the shortcut <laughs> and instead listen to George who says don't worry let's don't not listen. do that yeah. let's not let's go back to the place that we know <laughs> um but yeah. did you die? <laughs> but did you die? But did you die? We didn't die. We We're did all not here. die.
3: We have okay. scrapes. We have I stories. I got some bruises. Yeah. The
1: original question Ballo had was, "How do you? How do? You, how are you testing these different devices or things to use?" So you said, "Yeah." Find so not for me, research. So for me,
4: it would be the research. But if you're, yeah. if, you're if you're if you're lazy, um, <laughs> and you're not gonna do the research, um, I I mean I would use social media in in the good way, right? I would check out to see, okay. Who is doing red light therapy? What are the like, top three brands that are out there? So I'm not going to name names because that's not the point. But um, you look at those top three and compare them because that's your shortcut.
1: That is a shortcut, actually, because right? even if you went that route first, it's like, okay, these are the top three that I see. Influencers I trust talking about, doctors that yeah. I trust talking about and then then you could go into the research that way too of like okay well this one has only near infrared this one just has far infrared this one has both which one's best or whatever it is figuring out what the different wavelengths mean like all that stuff yeah
4: and i and i would say is there a shortcut to just oh i should go buy that there are those websites out there of people who just give the whole list and all that kind of stuff but it's your body right to me it's you should do a little bit of research. You should put a little bit of time. And maybe
1: even like going to a conference where you know a lot of these vendors will be at and actually trying the stuff before you buy, if that's an option, might
4: work
0: too. I feel like we should put up like a like buy all these and started like a rental company for a month, like to try yeah, people a month. rent them
1: out. <laughs> I
4: mean, that's kind of what this house is turning yeah, into. It's yeah, yeah.
1: true. Josh has already sold a water vortexer to me. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause you right. get to
4: try it before you buy it. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, a lot of these things are expensive, right. Um, we had a hyperbaric chamber in, in California and they're amazing. And I loved it. And so many people got to come by and try it because they are a 30 grand right um so there you know if you do get the chance to try some of these things like go to your guys's place you know um check it out ask the questions but i do think if you're gonna spend the money you you probably should do at least know what it's doing right know why you're buying this red light therapy versus another one um because you're still gonna put the money down
0: or just or just a right. DM Dasha because every time I mention something, she's just like, "No, you should do this other one because," and then she gives me right. a, and like a memorized like very <laughs> detailed answer. She
1: did that to me yesterday when I was like, "I'm gonna get this water filter," and she's like, "Actually, get this one." <laughs> and then like, she no. gives you like all no. the
0: like she, like your head's wonderful. <laughs> like you keep all the information in there. It's like sweet. I'm just gonna DM Dasha and tell me that <laughs> Damn, actually that's I don't my reason from now on. From now on, that's my research. DM Dasha. DM Dasha. DM Dasha. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do you know about this? Get <laughs> your works.
1: membership service is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right.
4: right. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. I'm right with that. And she'll give you an itinerary. <laughs> 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 yes. My type A is coming out. I'm like <laughs> blushing here. <laughs>
0: this is when you do it, how that's you, do me it, you do it, you do 90% of the year. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is the least Type A you've seen me, and you yeah. still
1: walk over sometimes.
4: And you're like, Are you on the computer right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, like, on her holiday, is like, let me just crank out this little article that I'm gonna do quickly, <laughs> and it's done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is, that is the talent of yours for sure. Copywriting, yeah.
4: yeah. Efficient. It's all it's all supplements
1: you're taking. Oh yeah, for sure. All that NeuroMag.
0: <laughs> this one with organization this is just like, what the hell just happened? How is this organized already? Yeah.
4: What? i'm on vacation i'm not thinking yeah you've done yeah you, i think you guys have all done like today was a good chill day oh yeah today was oh, a I day work today and, did you sincere. Damn it. i'm trying my goal is no like one day was no day work. One day of no work was it before Wait, we? it was the waterfall day it was the waterfall
3: day oh for sure there was no day, work there was then. no work no yeah, i didn't do any work oh i did i checked in in oh, the woods check in. no like when we got back
0: <laughs> all right tomorrow sunday we can agree not to do rent. anything we're tomorrow. Good. i can do no work tomorrow <laughs> all right it.
3: done No work. nice nice Michigan we're not purple. working tomorrow I'm, I'm a wolf i gotta do a little bit of work every day or i don't feel like I'm what's living. a wolf you're functional like most functional for like three hours a day but in those three hours you can accomplish what like 90% of people accomplish an eight. Oh, wow.
0: You're definitely not working for three hours tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> I
3: was like, no. What, what, what I, is, I, I, I am not working tomorrow. I'm just saying. Perfect. What does wolf stand for? Oh, no. It's just like an animal type. It's one of those fun
0: <laughs> There's thing. an animal called what, a what's
3: wolf. The, what's the acronym <laughs> stand for? What is Nothing, this? I need to know. No I need acronym. to know this. <laughs> Did you say wolf?
4: Yeah. Oh, oh wolf. I heard WOOF. i heard WOOF. Yeah, WOOF, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. like a uh, WOOF WOOF. Like <laughs> mold. It's mold. that's, her, She's saying that's mold. her Midwest accent coming out. Yeah. That's my yeah. Midwest O's and A's alone. John would be excited. I said bag. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's like that's like a Benedict like Cumberbatch. Like, he like, can't King say spirit <laughs> animal wolf. That's like Benedict Cumberbatch can't say penguin. The word penguin. Penguin. What does he say? Penguin. Penguin, Penguin love that in a cover match. That makes me
1: love it even yeah, more. Yeah, Aaron over here being like, grab my bag a lot of
3: the bag. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the bag. Yeah. This is not wrong. Awesome. This is it's awesome. so not wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> John, John giggles every time. He's like, you just said bag. <laughs>
0: yeah, sh- shout out to our other co host who didn't make it. <laughs> is didn't make here.
3: it. You, didn't, you, you didn't bring <laughs> the down one had, a DR. would
0: yeah. yeah. have
1: killed us in the jungle. So it's
3: probably oh, yeah. a good thing.
1: <laughs> well, what would
3: he have done? He would have killed us. <laughs> He'd have blocked us off a cliff.
0: <laughs> he's uh, he's come on a couple hiking trips where we got lost as well. Like, one time it was in the... Uh,
1: well, the Wait, thing- hold
4: on. So this is not an me thing. This is you guys caused... So it's a baller thing. Actually, it was you who caused us to... Oh, to, yeah,
1: because Jose wanted to marry her. That's right. Jose,
4: that's right.
3: our guide <laughs> wanted right. to that's impress right. her. There's proof of this now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> don't marriage I'm getting so, so
4: it's fine. So the reason we went on this shortcut was because our guide. Well, he wasn't even our guide. He no, he was. an old <laughs> man who lives on the mountain that joined
1: us, and then he was like, I live here. I know a shortcut.
4: And, and it's he, because
1: he wanted to impress
4: Aaron impress because he Aaron. wanted her to marry him. Yes, he's probably. Because he what, enjoyed what, walking 70? up the mountain <laughs> behind me. He had, yes. He had enjoyed the view hashtag dad ass <laughs> <laughs> and, then he asked, and then he asked me to, to broach this this contract yeah, i could hear you
3: guys talking and i'm like i'm just gonna keep walking like he's like, like, he's like can you negotiate can you,
4: can you ask her can <laughs> you ask her and then what did she say yeah she said oh, take wow. me on a shortcut
3: <laughs> no i did not i did- it, I did not want that.
0: This will be the one-minute clip we released. Marriage
4: and DR. DR marriage. It's the only proposals I'm getting. White, just in the
3: All right.
1: <laughs> so you were saying you've gone on hikes with him before. Oh, so yeah, he, yeah.
2: The,
0: the first time he went on a climbing trip with us... Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got lost, but it was in the <laughs> desert, and like, the, it's really difficult even when you know what you were doing. But we had brought two people that had never really gone climbing with us. Um, we, meaning just my climbing partner and and I, and for some reason we decided to trust someone else with like with the route because um, he had a more advanced watch that GPS and all that stuff. And just <laughs> it's the funniest thing because the freaking thing kept saying to go right even after we had gone right, and it just and. and Within like 30 minutes, I was like, I've never been this lost. This past time or this past little waterfall trip, I was like, I now I've never been
2: more lost than. Yeah.
0: but that happened and it was in the desert and there, like he was cramping up and, and so he at that time he was also the least experienced person there so he really didn't have much to say so i don't know how much he was freaking out up here mm. but uh but but at the end of the day like we still made it back somehow um you just have you can always find your way back with, but did the, you die but we didn't die correct and then there was another time on a mountain that had a lot of snow that the trail just kept getting lost and mm. I went too fast, and he just stayed behind, <coughs> and, and and same thing. So, um, right. so, so since, since then, that, I w- I am always the person that stays behind the group just in case something happens, uh, which is that makes I,
2: sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it was like sense. I'm not gonna have have that again. Because then it, it, it sucks sense. worse to have to then go back and find someone. So, I I rather just stay in the back. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> so that's that's the story there. But, but out of like I don't know, a hundred mountain climbing trips like we've been lost maybe three times so
4: now four now four (laughs) i had no clue where i was i was just i was just trying to stay alive
0: (laughs) ignorance is bliss right like that's basically
4: yeah yeah had we known now what we knew then we wouldn't have taken that shortcut Correct. <laughs> I just kept thinking, why do we keep going uphill? This feels
3: wrong.
0: Well, the thing about it is that it was, it was this whole idea is like, whose fault was it? Was that fault? Like that fault? Like, it was, it was like, all of our fault. And, and at some point, it's like, look, them. the only thing we can agree on, no matter what the argument is, is that this definitely was not a shortcut. shortcut. Like, even no. if, even <laughs> no. if, 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 even if we would have gotten it right on the, on the get go, it still wouldn't have been
4: shorter. Than, Most definitely not. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> well, we still would have had
1: to go over the mountain for where he was taking us. Like.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Through the pineapple field. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Through the bramble. And the fire ants. And the fire ants.
1: Sounds good. Worse than Texan fire ants. I'll give you guys that. That's the. Like <laughs> they, they're fast. I feel here. like we're
4: not um, selling DR very well here. But no.
1: no in, in defense, <laughs> I meant to tell you this earlier. When I was walking on the beach, there's so many kite surfers like pulling off on the beach, mm. and there therefore there's a lot of strings on the ground if they're landing their kite or whatever someone's handle started moving on the ground next to me. And my first reaction as a Texan was snake and I like, jumped away <laughs> from it. And then I was like, oh, hold on. Those don't exist here. No, here. <laughs> no snakes here. No big animals here. We weren't gonna. No get there's really no predators yeah. here, there's right? No yeah. Predators. No. Yeah. And yeah. so George called it a bird island. It's yeah. very
4: bird heavy. Very bird heavy.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Mosquitoes and ants were the worst thing, birds. and not even a lot of mosquitoes. No, there's some. Guy Texas who came has from, some bad mosquitoes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. There was some guy who came from Costa Rica, and he's like, "I'm surprised, like you guys have nothing." Costa Rica has bad flies. <laughs> there's yeah. really and bad And the fruit
0: is Africa. amazing.
3: Yeah. The cacao. You guys tried cacao? Oh yeah. We We could have survived. By the way, the place yeah. where
0: we got the cacao, like the, the art in there, was really interesting. <laughs>
1: Wait, what's the cacao guy's name? Like, what's his business name? Marco. 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 Okay, yeah, we got cacao from a cacao farmer, and um, there that was house was erotic, mushrooms. erotic <laughs> art, <laughs> it was. erotic psychedelic art. That house art. was mushrooms. Yeah, yeah there's
3: that's no how better <laughs> way to describe it. I kept looking at the art, like I feel high. Like, yeah, I was not high. <laughs>
4: so cacao. We need to get somebody to do a cacao. Um, podcast with you guys but cacao here you guys tried the fruit yeah yeah the, the fruit's fruit and, and the wine and the nibs yeah. and the raw cacao mm-hmm. like i feel like in the states we don't i never i had never tried cacao fruit before i no. came down here no and that it's like you crack it open right you you crack it open and then there's this like <laughs> awkward phallic it's looking weird, fleshy white fleshy white gooey. beans yeah, yeah. Um, so that yummy. are sour sweet yeah. They were delicious. Yeah. They were very they were good. good in the and then the bean on, in the middle is
1: the actual cocoa. Right.
4: Once you crack it open, that's it the nib inside. and It's wicked bitter. And that's the thing you roast to then get.
1: And it's purple when it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really pretty. Mm-hmm.
4: We would have been fine. There was plenty of food in the jungle. Yeah,
3: we were finding George tons had of fruit. <laughs> George had us. We yeah. had been fine for a couple of days.
4: Yeah, we had, we had chinola, uh, passion fruit. Passion fruit. Lemons, avocados. Fruit. We're like climbing
3: back up. The climbing back up the mountain, Allison's <laughs> handing me a, a cholola and I'm like, I don't want that. I just want to be off this fucking mountain. <laughs> I think you I said need that one. a couple times. Yeah. And then you had a
1: boost too. Yeah. Boost gets you through. That's what Baldo and I shotgunned boosts when we were climbing up Table Mountain on accident in Cape Town. Oh, in Cape, Cape Town. We accidentally <laughs> took the route that involved you a climbed few- it. We did some bouldering on Table Mountain. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, it was fun. It was a lot of it fun. It was a lot of but fun. But we boosted it halfway through for sure. <laughs>
3: take this boost. Now I'm like, I will take the boost. Give me a second. <laughs>
2: well,
0: on that note. On think, that note. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we're completely off topic Seriously, now. Seriously, <laughs> where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Enjoy Where the can life. they find you? Any last comments? Anything you want to share with people? What's, uh, yeah. yeah. What, what, where can they find you, first of all?
4: Um... The one thing I wanted to share that we didn't kind of circle back to. I mean, we, we have plenty back. of time. We don't need
0: to close. Yeah. We don't need to close. I was just, oh, all right. we were just kind of rambling on. Over sh- that. um,
4: and that's partly um, my fault, swirl. but still. No, no.
0: Let's, what's, what's the most, most important thing you want to share?
4: Um, well, there's going back, like talking about stress and safety and yeah. um, the importance of that, I guess. There's a researcher by the name of Stephen Porges. Um, and he has how do you spell that P-O-R-G-E-S okay Borges Borges I don't know um, Borges Borges, <laughs>
0: Borges. Stephen Borges okay
4: um, he has a theory called the polyvagal theory mm-hmm. um, I've heard of this have you guys yeah. heard of it? Yeah, I have uh, yeah. yeah I'm familiar yeah, with yeah, it yeah, no. yeah. Um, I, I've just recently started reading about it um, and it suits it fits it makes a lot of sense to me which is the idea that so we've got the vagus nerve, right? It's exactly two kind of going, going down. Um, it's the largest cranial nerve and goes down from, <coughs> from the base of your skull all the way down. And from there, it branches off to the rest of your organs, right? So that's where we talk about vagal toning. Um, and if our vagal tone is strong, then we can be more resilient, right? We can, we can adapt to stress. So, for example, if your vagal tone is strong, um if a car cuts you off, you're not you're not frozen, right? If trauma comes and happens to you, um you don't get into freeze. Because this polyvagal theory that Stephen talks about is there's fight. And we know that there's fight, there's flight, but there's also freeze. Freeze. Ooh. Yeah. And the idea of freeze is when we're in that trauma, when we sit, you know, and we and it's so traumatizing, we end up staying in that freeze. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when you're staying in that freeze, it's damn near impossible to speak to somebody when they're in freeze and you're in normal social engagement, right? So for example, I speak to somebody who has had stage three cancer, right? Or has had something very serious, very, very traumatizing that person and I are not going to have the same social engagement, we're not gonna have the same experience, the same conversation because they're stuck in freeze. They're literally stuck there and they don't feel like they can move anywhere because it's just, I can't do anything. So rather than blaming that person and saying, oh, well, you know, you're a victim, or you can't do anything, or why aren't you contributing? Why can't
1: you break in through this pattern? Exactly. Yeah.
4: Like, come on, just man yeah. up. Just man up. You know, It truly is something where they are in freeze. They don't have the ability to be in social engagement. They don't have the ability to have that conversation because that trauma has forced them into freeze. Mm-hmm. And so polyvagal theory says, there are those three levels, fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and there's a corresponding kind of social engagement or just, I can't remember the other word, um, but you're you're frozen, right? Um, and only when you can pull somebody out of that freeze and into social engagement will you actually be able to have a conversation with them, right? And I'm sure that all of us have had that. Like for me, after the concussions, I really can't deal with loud noises. and yeah. You know, and if and if there's a loud a, a lot of loud noises, I just kind of I'm like, I, I even see it in my body language, right? I've
1: been in two very similar car wrecks, and every time like traffic gets the same way because they were like rear rear to front end wrecks. Uh. And every time traffic gets like that, because traffic stops really quickly in Austin, and that's what causes a lot of those Mm, wrecks, mm. every time I see that almost happening again, I, like, feel myself just, you know, tense up the shoulders, get ready for, like, the blow, even though I drive way safer now than I ever had, and it's probably not actually going to happen. But you see the traffic stopping ahead, and I already feel myself, like, getting tense and preparing to stop way sooner than I would have before those wrecks. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I... Oh,
1: Well,
0: I used to do it with... uh... Um, maybe that's not, not the right word, but uh, arguments mm-hmm. where I would just maybe not want to f- face an argument. I can't really connect with it anymore because I have, I have since let it go, but I used to have mm-hmm. situations with friends or a girlfriend or whatever, where if, it, if a conversation got to a certain point, I would just stop talking no matter what was said or like, if I was like touched or pushed or like nothing, mm-hmm. like it was just, so I know that it was from, from a conversation standpoint maybe certain words or maybe pitches i i seriously cannot even recall those situations because it would it would be a complete block Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so you're frozen correct Mm -hmm. And, and but i do remember like like why can't you just say anything kind of deal like people saying that to me and but not recalling like why um but i've since let that go and I, I couldn't tell you right now what it is that i let go i just know that i did but i have let go several things throughout like just different work in the past few years uh and so i know it's one of those because it no longer happens and it hasn't happened but it's it's an interesting way to 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 now pinpoint what mm-hmm. was going on mm-hmm. um from hearing that so yeah. so thank you um so that's cool yeah, yeah i mean and i think i think to me that do you think that's what happens to deer Sometimes where they just when freeze in the
1: headlights, it could be. Well, it's,
3: it's the same. It is. Yeah, it is exactly what happens.
1: The, yeah, I think so. Cause for them too, it's just, like, just like yeah, they freeze. You they're stunned. Yeah. yeah, they don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, that is. I mean, and you call people deer in the headlights sometimes when they do stuff like that. That's a good analogy, yeah. actually. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, cause
0: they're not definitely not running away and no. I mean,
1: deer in the headlights looks like stage fright on most people, too. Mm. So you get them on stage in front of people and they're suddenly just like they, they don't, don't know, know how to human anymore. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think I need to do all of these different things when actually the best way to be on stage is to just act normal. yeah, <laughs> but people yeah. forget yeah. what normal is. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, very true, very true. But I think it's to me that that theory which like, check it out on YouTube because, or YouTube or wherever, polyvagal theory. But to me, it helped me under, better understand others when they're not doing something that I think is so obvious, right? Like, why can't you, I don't know, whatever. We're in a traffic, ac- like traffic, why can't you understand to move out of the way or right. whatever, I don't know, things like that, right? It's like, oh, wow, what, what ha- what is that person feeling? Are they in fight? Are they in freeze? Are they? In, uh, can they do anything or not? And so it's yeah. it's almost realizing that my reality is not necessarily their reality, right? So in this whole time of COVID too, I'm sure that you guys saw right the different circles of control, right? So what can I control? I can control how I feel, how I how well rather I can control what I react, how I react. What can I what can I influence? What's that next circle out? Um, and what can I not control that I can let go? Mm-hmm. right? So combining those two, the polyvagal theory, as well as those different circles, has really helped me kind of under help to understand other people during this, the past two years. And saying like, ah, oh, OK, well, I don't know where they're sitting in fight, flight, or freeze. And I don't know whether they think that they can control this or not. Um, Yeah.
1: Because thinking you can control something is a big factor. I mean, you hear that even in people's health arguments sometimes. Oh, well, it's genetic. Like, that's why I can't lose weight or whatever. And it's like, that's true. You know, genetics and gut bacteria are related. And Mm. you know, if your mom had poor gut bacteria, you're more likely to have it. And therefore, it might be harder for you to lose weight. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're going to be overweight. It yep. means that you could be more susceptible to it if you fall into those lifestyle patterns, but that's with anything now, you know, Yep. 20 years ago, it would have been crazy to say, i I'm, I, I'm pre I'm predisposed to Alzheimer's or diabetes. Can't do anything about it. Darn. Whereas now we know with epigenetics, no, as long as you don't do the things that lead to those, even if you're genetically predisposed, you are far reducing your risk if you just follow a different lifestyle, yeah. you know, that was even huge. if your genes say that you're going to get it, quote
4: unquote. <laughs> yeah, that was huge for me because again, my mom had breast cancer, mm-hmm. thyroid cancer. Her mother died of cancer. It's yeah. in my line, right? yeah. Especially my maternal line, mm-hmm. right? Um that's not going to be my end. Right. Because I can control that. I can do things differently. Right. I can decide that I don't want to be the rushing kind of there's a there's a book called rushing woman syndrome <laughs> I don't want to be that I don't want to pull on stress like suck it in because that's a very common thing for women as well we want to be the providers and the maternal and hey are you okay it's, hey, the, nurturing. it's the nurturing but then the self-sacrificing because of the nurturing right right
0: I, I do love that you make us coffee in the morning, though.
1: You know. <laughs> yeah, you can keep doing that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Encuentro Health House. Enjoy.
1: <laughs> she makes special coffee with like cinnamon and cardamom, and it's delicious. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the cardamom helps to offset all the acidity of it. And especially if somebody who is, if you have like a high, high pitta, right? If you're thinking Ayurveda, right? Um, then, <laughs> yeah, um, then you want to help offset the acidity. Um, so, yeah. Are you pitta? The cardamom.
0: You're not pitta. Think you're crazy. Veda? Or vata. 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 vata.
4: vata. Yeah, so. so there's kapha, vata, and pitta. I can't
3: remember the difference in
4: them, but I'm pretty sure I'm vata. So vata is air. No, Pit- no, I'm kapha. Yeah, you're kapha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, vata Vata's air. Um, I'm pitta, pitta. Pitta is fire, fire, fire. And then um, vata, oh, sorry, kapha is air, or earth. Yeah, I'm kapha. Sorry. Vata is air. Pitta is fire. Kapha is earth. Yes, yeah, i earth. earth. <laughs> <laughs> slow it down. Um, and then you can be a balance a combo, yeah. right? So I'm more um, fire air, which makes sense because I like to travel around and I like to, um, like, fly places even in my mind, right? Um, the thing that I need to balance more is the earthiness and like ground myself down. Um, so I find it difficult to just sit and do one thing for six months, right? So I kind of need that Kapha energy. Um, and then I'm there's sure people this who helps be, being here. <laughs> yeah, it's roots country here. Um, but yeah, there's other people who can be Tridoshic, who are an equal balance of all three.
1: You know, isn't the practice of Ayurveda to try and get more balanced? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's part of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Not the whole goal, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I certainly don't try because I shouldn't good. be eating the hot yeah. stuff, and that's all I can eat.
4: <laughs> some people would. And say I that, shouldn't
0: be doing handstands, and I love doing
4: handstands. <laughs> it's just, again. Find what works for you. Find yeah. what feels good, right? So some people they like Ayurveda is the way forward for them. But it's changed I, their life. I but. also
0: look at it like, especially like in the in, in the handstand, which is a very fiery practice, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, it's it's like, well, how could I be more cool during a handstand? Yeah. Like How can I pra- And so I focus on like. How do I Cooling control breath. my breathing during a handstand? Uh, because, because most of the time, people—if people, you see them practicing handstands—are they're, they're, they're very fiery. Mm-hmm. I, I'm usually trying to do a handstand and like and release my breath in eight seconds, mm-hmm. and then take an inhale in four seconds. Mm-hmm. And, then, and so I'm trying to practice my breath work during my handstand, uh, or, or even during the. Sometimes I don't land my handstands, but I'm still going up and down. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, focus on mm-hmm. my breath during the handstand. Um, uh, and so I like that way to approach the Ayurvedic, for those of you that are studying that as well, is, is like, how can you be that other thing mm. during the thing that you want to still do?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that approach to it. Yeah. It makes sense, right? Like, I mean, that's, you're, if you're doing something fiery, the whole, I think the whole goal of Ayurveda is just like, yeah, do the fiery thing. Even if you're already a fiery personality type, just don't let it hurt you
4: yeah right yeah so if you (laughs) how i've been taught it is you want the l there's l different elements right you want to try and balance it in your case you should be doing ayurveda classical ayurveda would say that you should be doing things that would help balance so if you're feeling diseased though right like that's the thing if you're feeling fine feeling feeling healthy then don't do anything else right Right, right. but that's the thing if you are feeling disease so when i i was apprenticing in a clinic in india and people would come in and it's like they have no good digestive fire right so anything they ate for example would cause them bloat would cause them inflammation um they just weren't feeling well because hi buddy
2: bye buddy um (laughs)
4: um, and they were cause that they didn't have enough agni digestive fire so then In that case, don't continue eating foods that are going to make you sluggish, right? It's like what you were saying. If the food doesn't feel good and you feel crappy, don't continue eating shitty foods, Mm. right? So it's the same thing with Ayurveda. So if you're not feeling well, then look into your doshas. Look into what are the things that are offsetting you incorrectly. So in my case, when I was flying around all the time, I was too vodded out is kind of what people can say, right? I had too much air energy. And it's like, I feel spacey, you know? Mm, So in that case, don't be eating the raw vegetables and the raw foods, because that's very full of air. Be eating more of the unctuous foods, me eating more of the curries and the stews and the warming things, because that'll give you more, like, the balance off of the air.
0: Curry's delicious. I
1: yeah, you had to us try that. the curry at kite, kite, <laughs> kite Club here. I had it again today. So good. If <laughs> <Curry's laughs> you ever wrong. come to Cabaret, go to Kite Club. Great prices, delicious food. <laughs> and kite
4: surfing. You're not getting commission.
1: Sponsor us.
2: <laughs> yes. yes.
1: Maybe that'll get Kirby Lane to sponsor us finally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dropping other names.
0: Yeah, That's very true. <laughs>
1: Any final words, possibly? Feel like we should wrap this up. Sure. Yeah. What do you okay, what's your I know we talked a lot about like the safety and fear and things like that. What is your biggest takeaway advice for someone to go from what we talked about today? I know we jumped around a bit, but the safety and fear thing was really
4: big for you. Um look into your relationships. I guess would be my first thing. Yeah. Um, And realize that you don't have to be in all those relationships. And I don't mean that romantically. Any. Any relationships. Like, we are in a beautiful time right now where you can choose. You know, beforehand, if you didn't like your family, you were stuck with your family. You had to stay with them because that was your tribe. That was your sense of safety even though that may not have been safe for you. Like in this case now, if you do not feel safe with your family, you don't have to continue those relationships, right? If you do not feel safe with um, your workers, your um, co-workers, your whatever it is, right? Um, learn, like know that that, that that you can change that even though it may be difficult, right? I, I have so many people who have said if you don't feel safe it's not immediate and it's not about oh call up hr it's it can be a micro thing right, right. i had some i remember there was again i was working in a very male oriented um you know consulting management consulting m a mergers and acquisitions it's like 99 <laughs> percent men right um, and i remember i had a guy there who would compliment um the like the clothes that i wore right and it was fine and fair and fun right it was there was nothing wrong with it i didn't i didn't feel anything wrong with it right and one day it crossed a line just a little too far just like that extra little comment i didn't call hr i just said oh you know what um i've got your wife's number um let me just call her and i'll just let her know what you said because you know i just feel like that she should know that boom in that moment he's like dash i'm sorry that was a little too far Right. like be comfortable with playing with that and And that
1: means not necessarily like you didn't cut that relationship off you just
4: said hey that crossed the line here's the line let me remind you and then we're good and we're fine yeah you know it's it's i can i feel like sometimes we can take good lessons from animals like a cat it's all up in your face letting you purr and then when she doesn't like it it's a a little she nips like no i'm i'm good sets that boundary And it's, and she doesn't let it continue. It's not trauma for her because she nips it in the bud right then and there. And so I think even that, like those relationships, those, you can start setting those boundaries small so that you continue, you do feel safe. Um, yeah, I guess safety for me is, is very much most of the time interpersonal. And so how do we make sure that we feel safe interpersonally? And if you don't, How can you do micro things to get yourself feeling safe?
1: That probably means assessing what what that is for you. You
4: need to actually think
1: about what are these things that I
4: what are the boundaries for me and then how do I go about setting them? Yeah. Yeah. So ask yourself, right? You know, is this somebody that I I could call upon at two in the morning and be able to sleep over their house and feel comfortable that nothing would happen? You know, is this somebody who is this relationship something where we're both being served or am I constantly the one that is giving, 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 giving? And what am I really getting out of this? Right. You know, and it is and it is a good time right now during COVID. It's a good time to reassess those relationships, right? Like we are in a time of change and tur- turmoil, if you will, but a chi- time of rebirth too. Um, so I think use the excuse, if you will, um, to be able to say, yeah, this person maybe maybe you know friendships are here for a season a reason or a lifetime maybe the reason has gone on maybe that season has passed on maybe they don't need to be a friend for lifetime and i've learned what i need to learn and okay bye-bye like say it with grace it's still a success right like still success yeah Yeah. like just because you're not gonna you know the friend so many people want to keep on with the relationships because oh i've been friends with them since i was 10 years old and Well, there was a really interesting podcast
3: I was listening to, and it was about relationships. It was a 10-episode, but like romantic relationships. Sure. And the, I think he was a psychologist was describing it as the only successful long-term relationships are the ones where one partner dies. So you can be together forever, (laughs) and if you break up before a death, it is not a successful long-term. And I was like, that's a really interesting way to look at that. Hmm. Because it's saying you have to spend your whole life together in order for it to be in order
0: for it to be a success like a
3: successful long-term relationship and i'm like that's an interesting way to look at that not wholly wrong not wholly right so it's yeah like you said yeah evaluate see what needs to be there and what doesn't yeah
0: but then that means that it's a failure and i don't uh, i
3: don't think he meant it that way okay just the way it was cited Mm. was like that is the definition of a long-term relationship like, long, long-term.
4: If someone dies?
3: Yeah, like, if they, that the end is death. <laughs> oh, wow. Is the only, like, the specific definition of a successful. Huh. I thought it was interesting. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right.
4: It's funny, because when you said that, my first inclination wasn't that the life ends. It's that the, it's that the person feels gone. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you're giving, like, in order for the relationship to be successful, one person needs to... Completely, over like overly give.
3: Yeah, I don't such think you that. It that way. That's but how I read it a when very you first interesting said
0: that. Way to look at it. Not a physical. Well, I mean, I, I just get into. I got into the the word failure just because I I do feel like a lot of people want to look at things as a failure or success, black or white.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. And, white.
0: and and I think that in itself. Is, is, I, I actually is, think it was is, more is an like an the mm-hmm. definition right? of a long
3: term relationship yeah. versus the successful is hmm. what mattered there.
0: Hmm. yeah and I'm always like nothing's a failure right like yeah. just I think just
3: you an opportunity that is the learn, actual you know. definition yeah. of a long term relationship is death ends it
1: yeah but I do agree with you like it's you see this especially when romantic relationships end is people feel like oh I feel like I failed I feel like we failed and it's like no you had ten
3: great years together or whatever it was mm-hmm.
1: you're just not in the place to continue that take what you learned and bring it into your next relationship or whatever like mm-hmm. It's, it was
3: still successful, even in and taught a lesson. Yeah. Well, my
0: coach Johnny was telling that to someone uh, during the podcast where we first shot with him at, at Solar Punk, and he was doing his thing that he does with people. And uh, someone was mentioning that, like about a, a failure about a relationship. And he asked him, Well, how long was your last relationship? It was like, Oh, 10. It's like, it's just, it sucked, like whatever. He's like, You obviously stayed with this person for 10 years for a reason. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of success in that, right? Like, right. Maybe that's not the person you want to move on from but what in that is going to work also mm-hmm. right With
4: what did you learn yeah. what did they learn
3: what was your purpose in each other's lives mm-hmm. because sometimes it is a purpose and you don't know it when it ends or when you're in the mm-hmm. hurt or you know like I wouldn't be in a lot of places that I am if I hadn't had those specific breakups or those mm-hmm. specific ends
4: or whatever and some people just don't go to the next phase of your life what's the contract yeah right somebody somebody once told me that we all have contracts throughout this life mm-hmm. and the contracts, you know, you and I have a contract of some sort, yeah. which neither of us know what it is, but I should, I may need to learn something from you and vice versa or whatever the contract that we mm-hmm. need to kind of fulfill, right? Yeah. So it may be that as a relationship, a romantic relationship, you know, you're in that contract for 10 years and you fulfilled it. That's not a, that's not a failure. Yeah, no. That's a beautiful success. You fulfilled the contract. You can move now move yeah. on. Like you've learned the lesson you can now move on but it's still a short-term
3: relationship because it didn't end Last in, end in death yeah
4: yeah
0: it's funny because uh, same thing with johnny he mentioned something about like uh like what if you started off a relationship and made a contract about uh when it was over how we would exit that relationship <laughs> like in the sense like a of,
2: business contract almost yeah
0: and i was like well when when we're done like we're still going to be happy because ex you know because whatever had these experiences mm-hmm. or whatever yeah and she finds that it's a very successful practice i guess but yes it's very much like a business yeah in a sense but what's different like any everything is everything right why should a business relationship be different than a romantic relationship other than the fact that you're going to get physical right yeah. but,
4: i mean it's not right you guys all work together i've seen how close you guys are yeah like not physically we're also a cool physically. company we well, are also, <laughs> also, yeah. also a very cool company but but It is, like, I see the relationship, like, the closeness, the bonding, the, like, the understanding of each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? Yes. That's what a romantic relationship is. How could that,
0: yeah, how could that be on any other way if we didn't have, like, an actual relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, like, there's no moment that I ever feel like, oh, crap, like, we're in danger of, like, if these things don't happen, our company's not gonna succeed. I don't feel mm-hmm. that ever because I don't, if anything, it's the opposite. There's a lot of safety in that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna pull each other. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just to use that safety reference, but it, it does feel like that. Like we, I feel, I feel a lot of confidence and safe that we're gonna figure it out yeah. together, and that's cool. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I think we're at the end. <laughs> yeah,
4: so
0: how do they find you, website, oh. tagline, all the things?
4: Uh, website is wealth.community. Whealth community um, and my Instagram is underscore dash of health dash of health dash I of love
1: health. that
4: handle yeah. <laughs> just a dash a dash, dash of, of health, health. <laughs> um, uh, please but, but
0: again if you if you DM her she'll give you way like more <laughs> than a dash of, 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 of information I'm, I'm
4: happy to show uh, that information uh, yeah I just it, last bit is you asked like where did this come from I my purpose and my interest is to show people the different technology and things that work because I was in such a bad place of not understanding any of this stuff and not knowing any of this stuff that if I can if I can get one more person to understand about red light or about whatever all this stuff that we do like I was a like, geeking out about water with you right <laughs> like if I get if I can pass that on then awesome because there's so much more so much misinformation so um, that offer that you gave to everybody, please actually do that. Feel free to DM me
1: and ask her about her retreats because it's awesome down here. <laughs> Sweet.
4: I mean, we've had our own little mini retreat yeah, here right. with Yeah,
1: yeah, it's own. been uh, amazing.
0: Yeah, the only thing we haven't done is do our blood work. But we do it?
4: Yeah, ice yeah. ice bathing.
0: Uh, we'll send you. We'll send you the blood work. So you-
4: stop, stop. Ice <laughs> bathing. The next time you come down, we'll have nice fun.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys.
4: this has been fun. It's been how do you help? <laughs>